Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones connected the doctrine of assurance with revival. Why do we lack revival? He answered, because we lack a full assurance that Christ Jesus is for us, and therefore, in the scriptures, the two most important questions are these. How do I become a Christian? That's number one. And then number two, how do I know that I'm a Christian? And that's the question that deals with assurance. And yesterday we spoke about um, the means of growing our assurance. And we gave this analogy of the foundation and the house. The first way that we grow our assurance is by trusting in the promises of the gospel, that objective sense of what Christ has done for us. That's justification. Today, we're going to look a little bit about that second means to grow our assurance, namely by growing in the grace of the gospel. So Peter says um, in 2 Peter 1.10, therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election for if you practice these qualities, you will never fail, fall. And of course, those qualities that he has mentioned are um, knowledge and virtue and self-control and, and the like. So here, here's the question today, brothers. Um, is Peter saying that our assurance can grow by something that is growing in us? Is Peter saying that our assurance can grow by something that is growing in us? And what does that look like practically? Well, I believe he is. He's, he's, you know, in, in terms of our relation, you know, it is when we talk about what brings on that lack of assurance, it, it is uh, sin and temptation and, and uh, you know, the, uh, falling away from Christ. You know, it's, you know, if you're hanging out with your dad, you know he loves you. If you, you know, if you refuse to go visit him, you kind of wonder, uh, you know, you're, you're wondering about that. It's, it's that close proximity to doing things um, that brings out the qualities that you're, you're longing for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when, you know, if I, if I, if I have a brotherly affection and love, you know, and those things are increasing in my life, if the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, and self-control are having its effect in my life, then, I, then I'm assured of wonderful things. I, you know, I, there's a, a I, you know, I know that oftentimes people are sent out to do good works, saying, you know, this will help. Well, in Christ, they will. It, you know, outside of Christ, there's no assurance. But in Christ, you know that you are his. Mm-hmm. That's right. I think if you just look at even just relationships, um, so if you're married and when you love your wife or if you're the other direction, you love your husband, um, what happens is as you love your spouse, typically what the the 
the reaction to that or the response to that is that your spouse will love you back. And right. so your love for your spouse might not give you assurance of your your relationship, but the love of your spouse in return will. And so I don't look to my own works necessarily for the assurance of the 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 strength of that relationship, but as I love my wife and that therefore leads to my wife loving me more deeply, then I have greater assurance of the love of our relationship. So if, if I was just looking at it and saying, well, I can find assurance of our relationship if I just look to my own actions, mm-hmm. um, I, don't, I don't think I'm gonna have a great assurance. And sometimes I think what happens is in the Christian life, we do that. We just look at our own works, our own um, things that are, are biblical, things that we've been called to do, things that um, conform to God's will as it's been revealed in his word. And we say, well, I should have more assurance because I am going to church. I should have more assurance because I am reading the Bible. I should have more assurance because, and then when we don't, we get all concerned. And I think our, our focus is in the wrong place at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, those things have to be natural desires. You know, as the deer pants after the water brook, so my heart pants after you, oh God. There has to be a natural desire to have to have that relationship with him. So it's not like you're you're coming back around, you know, uh, every month, six months, saying, it's still yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's something that it's something yeah. that's happening. And because it's happening naturally, you know, she talking about a marriage relationship, it's happening naturally. You know, it's like uh there there's you know the the relationship is uh, one that continues throughout the day in, in that respect. And so it's not like um, you've gone your separate ways mm-hmm. and then later you, you've come back to say it's still yes. Yeah. You, you, you want that natural um, relationship right. to continue. I think, I think, some, right. I think some people um, overreact to what Peter's saying here when he says if you practice these qualities, then you will never fall. And they overreact and, and, and they say, well, our, our, our assurance can never come from something in us. If, if we're just you know, kind of looking at our actions, then that, that's, that's looking at something other than the gospel to find our strength and vitality. And I would, just, I would just push back on that and just ask a simple question. When you, what, what, what happens in your life when you purposely forsake God in some action? You fall into some grievous sin or something, right? What happens to your assurance? It evaporates like mm-hmm. water on a hot summer sidewalk, right? But what happens when you pursue obedience, like what you're saying, Jonathan, naturally, lovingly, joyfully? What happens when you pursue obedience like that? Well, your conscience is naturally at peace. And when your conscience is at peace, you have a greater assurance. I think that's what Peter's aiming at. I don't think he's saying, look at all of these things that are right. happening in your life. He's saying, as you practice these qualities, your conscience before God will be clean. Mm-hmm. And assurance grows from that soil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's maybe an odd place to look, but Matthew twenty-five, I think, is actually helpful in this. That when when Jesus is, um, there's a section in starting in verse twenty-one that talks about the final judgment, and he's saying to um, the shepherd is separating the sheep from the goats, and he says, "Come, you are my blessed." 
you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when? Mm-hmm. When did we do this? When, and did, he, that when, when did that I don't remember this. Yeah. Why? Because because it was it was the fruit of, of a heart that was changed. And so they weren't looking to do those things. It wasn't a checklist like, well, today's the day I better go visit some prisoners. I better go feed the hungry. I better go do visit this person or that person. It's not a list mentality to try, say, I've got to do all of these things. And if I do all these things, I'll be assured of my faith. No, what, what, what's being talked about in Matthew 25 is that the work of God within their hearts and life produced this. This is what was, was how they lived their life, saying it is to look after those that, that can't look out for themselves. And when I'm doing that, even not even always cautiously, when I'm doing those things, Christ is saying, you're actually doing it unto me. And yeah. that's the assurance of, of the reality of your faith. Yeah. And I, I would take that even a, a, a step further, Russ. Um, thank you for going there. Um, the, what motivates? What is motivating those things? You're right. They're, they're, they're an unconscious thing. It's not a matter of, okay, I've got my checklist today. I've got I've to right. feed the hungry. I've got to clothe the naked. And uh, you know, I've got to work down through this list and check off every box. Um, what's motivating those things is love. Mm-hmm. And I think that when first Peter, when Peter in first Peter chapter four, uh, says the end of all things is at hand. I'm in chapter four, verse seven, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be self-controlled and sober minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. And I take that quite literally. When, when we are walking into and, and walking in the love of Christ and sharing that love with our brothers and sisters and with our neighbors in the world, that covers, that, that doesn't forgive sin. Only the blood of Christ does that. But it covers sin in the sense of assurance that I know that Christ is present in me and that he's working through me and that cover that completely covers my obsession with is my every little action sin or not mm-hmm. if i'm so caught up in love that my focus is on what are you calling me lord to do for my brother or sister what are you calling me to do for my neighbor wow that covers a multitude of sin yeah right now this isn't saying that some because of our own sinfulness there's there's times when we just have to say i don't feel like Doing X, Y, or Z. I, I might not feel like vid- visiting a widow. Right. I might not f- feel like taking a meal to somebody that that needs it. There's those are the moments of the Christian faith. So I'm not right. saying that every time we do it uh, unaware. There are some times where we just say, "Lord, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do it because uh, of obedience to you, because yes. you've called me to this." I mean, there yeah. is that component too. Yeah, sure. So, there's that. But I think that the danger is when you live your life by list. And I think that's the danger of sometimes modern preaching is that at the very end of the, every sermon you get seven points of this or you know these app, the application is do this, do this, do this, do this. Yes. Instead of, um, instead of the response of a heart that has been impressed with the gospel of the things that have been done for us. So I go out I, – I go out – that's why we get to Romans 12, therefore, 
you know, the, the, therefore that comes, you know, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, you know, yeah. uh, so that you know what is holy, pleasing to yeah. God. It's it's really out of everything that he's yes. done that that flows. And, and if you get that order messed up, you, you have a different gospel. That's right. I mean, the right. very first command in the book of Romans is, is so fascinating. It's uh, Romans chapter six. And Paul says, so you also must consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And the idea is that before you can even get on in the Christian life, yeah. you need to realize this about yourself, that what's true about Christ is true about you. That's the foundation of our assurance. That's what we've been talking about. What grows from that is a heart that's, that responds in gratitude. And if you get those two mixed yeah. up, yeah. Um, you know, have a different gospel. Yeah. Um, Dr. David Murray, he was a speaker last year, um, he was a seminary professor of mine, said this, may God grant to each of us who trust the Lord that wonderful assurance, more of it, longer spells of it, and may it transform our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's just getting at the heart of that assurance should be something that we long for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he understood in this quote is that sometimes it ebbs and flows. Um, mm-hmm. So we want longer, longer spells of it, but also may may assurance transform us. May it give us the confidence right. to live as God's people and and to live lives of freedom that Josh talked about in one of the early shows on this. Um, and so, I think assurance is is a wonderful, wonderful jewel um, for the child mm-hmm. of God that that we need to to reclaim and and hold dearly and tightly and mm-hmm. and not only long for it but pursue it um, yeah but mm-hmm. all within the framework hopefully of what we've been talking about in, in these these six shows of that it's a grace it's yeah. a grace we, of a show we, we talked about um, why people lack it and Martin Luther understood this he he said if I've sinned yet my Christ in whom I believed has not sinned and all his is mine and all mine is his so when death and hell tempt us to doubt our salvation or to live in perpetual guilt over um, forgiven sin, our answer to the enemy's accusation is never my righteousness, but always my Christ. Amen. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. Any information that you would like on our upcoming conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. We'll see you next time. 